You put your all into delivering quality and value on time. And when your customer doesn't pay, it doesn't just hurt your feelings. It hurts your business. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect overdue receivables fast and treat your customers with respect. Go to MetCredit.com to get started. MetCredit, we get it. This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Brought to you by MetCredit. Everybody pay up. Welcome to Overdue Advice. I'm Andre Schwabe. When you think about debt collection, you think about a phone call. Ring, ring. You owe us money. Click. There was a time when that scenario was more or less the way collections worked. But now it's 2020 and the telecom industry has shifted. Every new home and apartment has wired phone service, but cord cutting is a well-established behavior. I mean, why pay for a landline and a mobile device when the mobile device follows you everywhere? Between 2015 and 16, landline use declined in Canada by 7%. It's still a majority, but only two-thirds of Canadian homes now have a landline. In the same period, mobile subscriptions increased by just 2%, but almost 90% of Canadian adults have a mobile phone. 87% of homes have internet. Back in the day, reaching someone to make a payment on an overdue account was a phone call or a letter. While those are absolutely still part of the debt recovery landscape, text messaging and email have shifted not just where people can be reached, but when they can be reached. But what if the people don't want to talk? Simon Howard is the Director of Canadian Operations for Illion. Illion is an Australian company that creates receivables optimization solutions. That's a mouthful that means Illion integrates into the communication process so your debt collection agency can reach your customers and recover the accounts you've been waiting for. However, not all agencies use the latest technology. Simon Howard explains how MetCredit uses Illion for even more efficient and successful debt recovery and how it allows MetCredit and its clients to control the message which can foster trust. As always, I started with asking Simon Howard how he ended up in a career supporting better receivables outcomes. So I grew up in London, England. And uh, that's where I studied as well in, in London, England. Um, actually started out wanting to be a professional ice hockey player, as uh, most uh, English people don't. Right. <laughs> so uh, most of them want to be soccer players. You were wishing the rain would convert to ice. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And um, and I, I really had a, a sports and business background, uh, which was always something that I was always going to, to, to go into. Um, working within the risk industry, which I do today, and the technology industry, came really as a, a byproduct of... Um, working with various different companies. Um, so, so I decided to work for larger companies like BP Oil and some tele- telecommunication companies, British Telecom. And, uh, and there was a common theme there. There was actually just around about how do we effectively engage with people. And uh, we, we thought the most effective way to engage with people was via letters, it was via telephones. And, and obviously that's changed over the years. And, and people's preferences, people's uh, engagements for channels, uh, channel engagement is, is really changed. And, and so um, after many years of working for companies like uh, Experian, Dun & Bradstreet, common names in the sort of uh, credit risk world, um, I eventually specialized into becoming a consultant um, for, for understanding how to be the most effective way to, to uh, both communicate and also engage with people that want to pay. And payments is an interesting one. So obviously working with agencies like Metropolitan Credit, um, is essential that people pay them. That's obviously why they exist. Right. Um, but the, 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 the key about this is is really not so much about um, uh, just, you know, hammering people and asking them, you know, every day, can you pay, can you pay, can you pay? What we try to do is we try to find, uh, as much as possible, a, a way of um, creating a better 
better habit. So, so people have tendencies that when they owe money that they actually hide, right? They bury their head in the sand. Mm-hmm. And so we did a lot of work, in, particularly with debt organisations, debt charities, um, to understand why people bury their heads and how do we engage with them. And it's almost a bit of an online dating experience. So what we often say to people is um, when you first go online, uh, you're not exactly meeting someone. What you're doing, you're building a rapport, you're building trust, you're, you're having a conversation. And so what we're trying to do as much as possible is we, we try and find the most comfortable channel that people like to operate in. So if people don't like phone calls, they're not going to pick up the phone, but they might receive an SMS. Um if they receive an SMS and we think that's the channel they want to respond in, then we're going to give them something simple to do, not complicated. So we're not going to ask them to phone someone. We're going to go, how would you like to do what we need you to do very, very simply in the channel you like best? And that's pretty much what we've done for years. So 32 years ago, our business started in Australia um, where we were literally contacting people uh, via the post office in, in Australia and saying, um, you need to come and pay your, your uh, new, um, Australian airtime bills whatever it might be right. bills to different things yep. and they used to get a big queue of people coming into the post office to, to pay their bills um and then it moved on from there so actually the owner of our, our business originally was an engineer um he was fascinated with machines and he invented a dialing machine effectively that would automate dialing conversations right and then from there he expanded right right across um all the different types of technology where to today we have very much a an ai ai a machine learning type solution that effectively is always capturing people's preferences. How do you like to be communicated? Um, uh, what time of the day? What's the message type? Is it soft? Is it hard? Um, do you need a nudge every week? You know, right. what do you need to do? But the most important thing is keeping it simple. So we have two key words in our industry. One is um, frictionless. So that means we try and make the experience as frictionless as possible. Let's do things as simple as possible. And the other one is personalization. So we're trying to do it in a way that we think you would like to do it the best. So um, the best way I try and explain this to someone, I'm from England, so we have pubs. Um, so and how? <laughs> <laughs> but if you walked into a pub and, and someone says, oh, hi, Simon, would you like the regular? That kind of makes you feel good. Right. And you think, oh, that guy knows me and he yeah. likes me. And so that's what we try and do with the same principle here. So when we're trying to communicate with someone, we try and do it in a way that they feel most familiar, most comfortable, and there's a greater likelihood they'll do it. And they'll do it again and again. And it's like all rewarding things. If, if you do something simply and, and it works out for you, you'll end up doing it again and again and again. It's very much like the uh, secret of, of, say, an Amazon, where they've managed to convince you to actually buy stuff that they actually sent you. And they say, hey, Simon, we know you like this and we know your address and you've already paid us before. So we've got your payment details online. So just click here and we'll deliver it tomorrow. And you go, oh, sure, I trust you. Click, bang. Yeah. And that's the same thing that we've built with our technology and how we're developing it for for uh, Metropolitan Credit. So the company was called Talking Tech. It was, yeah. And now it's called Ilion. Ilion, indeed, yeah. So so um, Talking Tech was the original business, uh, and that was owned by a private organization, Phil Stark, Ray Stark, these two uh, great entrepreneurial guys. Uh, last year, we were bought by the Ilion Group, which is the um, single largest uh, bureau of information in Australia. And a big company. So we went from a, a small team of 80 to 1,500 overnight. And uh, with that, obviously, comes complexities and everything else. But it's given us a lot of weight as well. So we were actually present in uh, various different countries. So we Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, um, obviously America, Canada, and the UK as well would be in our largest operation, where I originally started. Right. Um, now, so so yeah. let's let's talk specifically about, because okay. we've sort of got the conceptual yeah, idea sure, of frictionless sure. and, yep. and uh, personalization and everything. So talk specifically about what it is that uh, Ilian does. So when you're going to someone and say, like MetCredit and saying, okay, we have a solution for you. Yeah, so 
traditionally, uh, a company like Metropolitan Credit will be trying to contact people via very analog type channels, so non digital channels. They will be, um, they will have a, um, a a lot of agents sitting in a room, trying to phone people. Uh, constantly trying to probably leave in voicemails and not getting through. So what we do is we come in and we actually say, what we're going to do is we're going to take away um, the uh, the need for all those agents. Um, so effectively, we're going to streamline your operation and we're actually going to start communicating to people in, in more of the channel of their choice. So we'll introduce new channels, so SMS and email and the ability to do things 24-7, um, web chat, whatever it might be, whatever channel. But we're, we're going to introduce this this digital toolkit for you and what it's going to allow your agents to do in your operation is actually now concentrate on the people that do need to have conversations. So invariably what happens is um, that the agents are so busy trying to contact people and leaving voicemails and messages, um, they don't have enough capacity for the inbound calls. Now, generally an inbound call is very important because someone's got the will, they've got the intent. Um, these are guys that want to be, you know, want the help and, and need the conversation. And, and so all we're doing is we're saying we're going to increase the capacity of that agent to have a meaningful conversation to set a sustainable, affordable repayment plan, whatever it might be. But for the daily um, churn of events that normally you would be doing with your agents, we'll do that for you. So we'll automate that process as much as possible. Now we do know that one in four people prefer to pay without speaking to anyone. Right. And I mean, I, I would be probably one of those people. Yeah. I have a preference for not using the phone, but what I find really interesting is we often forget uh, in the credit and collections business that some people just forget to pay their bills of course. and and literally the nudge of an SMS or yep. an email is enough to, because I've actually gotten yep. them from the phone company before going, Hey, by the way, your $99 is just, you know, it's getting up to do, Oh, right. Crap. Like I just forget. And I totally agree. So I think um, we've now been conditioned as human beings to need nudges. So um, I know I always say it's about collections. So when I, when I go to conferences and speak, people say to me, um, you know, what, why is it the collections industry are so slow to adopt things? I say, I don't know, because your hairdresser will send you an appointment reminder. Your dentist mm. will. Um, everyone will. A delivery guy will tell you that something's being delivered today. But from a collections point of view, there was a nervousness to almost nudge someone and say, hey, don't forget to pay your bill. And and as human beings, you're right. We, we are not, I don't think, I mean, there is always going to be a, um, an element of people that want to commit fraud mm-hmm. and, and deceitful people. But actually, generally, most people just forget. Yeah. Or they've fallen on times where the cash flow is not quite there. And so a gentle nudge, it just says, hey, Simon, um, we, we probably know you want to pay. So we're going to teach you like an adult. We're going to give you 48 hours to make a payment. And if you just click here, you can do it there. And it's nice and simple. And you don't need to speak to us because it can be embarrassing. And, and that's the whole thing. It is mm. embarrassing. It's sensitive. So it's desensitizing the whole experience really as well. The single biggest cause of bad debt write-offs is procrastination. With every day you wait, the chances of ever getting paid go down. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect business receivables fast. And if we don't succeed, you don't pay. Go to MetCredit.com and stop waiting for money you deserve. MetCredit, we get it. How does the technology work in terms of collections and engagement with, with clients? Because that's a real, I mean, you know, Met Credit spends a lot of time training its collectors, be, you know, for that engagement. So how does how does engagement work with with uh, SMS and email and what you're selling? So what we're doing, we're we're constantly trying to learn what's the most effective use of of the technology, but also the words within the messages as well. So, um, so we will be looking at things such as effective keywords uh, that people respond to, and sometimes even where we put, um, say, a payment link within a within a message. So we know that uh, the higher you put the payment link, uh, the more likely it is that people will click on it because they actually 
the further they read down, the less interested they become with things. So it's all about trying to keep things as simple as possible. We also know that we send people uh, a personalised message in more of a thread, if that makes sense. So if you think mm-hmm. of your social media and how that acts today, um, if you see a conversational SMS that goes backwards and forwards, you tend to trust that. Now, in the past with the agencies, they would actually send messages via what we call, it's a technical term, a long code, so mm-hmm. a general-looking telephone number. Right. And there would be one-off messages. Now, you look at that message and you think, is that genuine? Not sure. But if you've received various different messages in the same thread, right. then you build up trust. Yeah, there's that continuity of the conversation. Continuity, yeah, absolutely. And that's what we do. So we, we actually work slightly different. So we offer what's called a short code. So for Metropolitan Credit, they have their own unique number. So if anyone Google that number, they can say that is a genuine number from that SMS. Oh, okay. And that's really important to, to, to get around the whole ideas of phishing. Or just verification, yeah. Or smishing and phishing. Yeah. And also, there, there will be personalization in there that allows the consumer to go, they must know me. So, for example, I'll use their name, I'll reference the account number. Right. Um, we will talk about things such as, even if they've made a payment in the past, we'll say, if you'd like to use the same Visa debit card in 1234, mm-hmm. which you did last time, reply the word yes, they go, ah, well, they know this, they know this, right. and they know that. So, so it's going to build up a little bit of trust and go back mm-hmm. again to that sort of um, Amazon experience. You trust it, that's why you do it, and that's why you continue to do it. Um, but there's no silver bullet, and we've, we've worked that out too. That's oh. why we offer multiple channels. Right, and and I mean, it's it doesn't replace people entirely because some people Never. just need that human voice to... To or, be prompted, ultimately. it works both ways. I think. I think you still have people that like to speak to people, and then you still need people that need that nudge to speak to someone. So, so it works both ways. And I always say, there's no silver bullet. So, someone always says, says to me, um, "What's the most effective channel?" And I said, "It's almost impossible to tell you that because as a consumer, you could be uh, receiving a message in a public place." Or you could receive a call, sorry, in a public place. That's probably a better explanation. And you, you're not going to take that call. Right. Too many people around. So you might accept a message, read a message, respond to it. If you're at home, you know, quiet, you might receive a call and you might pick up a phone call. And it might be at a good time because it's the time now the kids have gone to bed and mm-hmm. everything's settled down. So again, some of it's time, some of it's situational, some of it's down to channel preference. And there's no silver bullet. What we say to people is we, we try to encourage all channels and then find out which is the preference eventually. But it's, you know, you've got to you've got to give someone all the options rather than narrow them down and force them down a, a route, um, which is more stick than carrot. We try to do more carrot than stick, if that sort of makes sense. Right. Yeah. And and the first thing that comes to mind when you you just said you know forcing someone down a route is there additional infrastructure? Like what are the hardware requirements? Oh no, it's really simple. So so we kept it as simple as light touch as possible. Oh, so okay. so to us today, this is really interesting. So IT has become possibly the biggest barrier for for the collection industry adopting technology. Um, See, that's crazy. Yeah, but they're busy. Technology is becoming yeah. a barrier to technology. But because what's happened is they're so busy trying to just keep their own businesses up and running with right. all the IT things. Yeah. If, if I come up to them with a project and say, oh, by the way, I need this, this, and this done, and they'll go, well, we could probably build it, but I'm not maintaining it because that's the key thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so what we do is we offer a managed service. So effectively, all we're asking for is a, a secure file of information. It gets transferred via SFTP, so nice and secure, all encrypted. We receive it, we automate that, and we push the reports back. So it's as simple as that. It's just literally an exchange of data. So it's very light touch, takes a few weeks to build, um, but very powerful in, in, in regards to. And is that done with an API, or what's the, the process for that? So you could use either API or, or what we call SFTPs, which is just a delivery a file mechanism for okay. delivering. So, so either way, very simple to do. And the data we need is very simple as well. And, and because we are not in the business of wanting to store too much personal information, uh, as the minimum amount we need um, to get the maximum effort. So if I've got this right, mm-hmm. I send you a file with client 
amount owing, yep. possibly invoice number, whatever that sort of raw file yep. data is. And then really that's just married to the messaging that we've chosen yep. that then you do the distribution of. Absolutely. And so, it's so all, the whole thing's automated. So basically it's, I need this list of whatever to yep. go to this, you know, email this one to SMS and email yep. and just send you a file and that's it? Yep. So, so on a daily basis, oh, wow. we receive a file of say 50,000 names and uh, we will actually send them out at various different times depending on the time zone. So right. again, what's very interesting in Canada in particular, the prefix uh, of all your numbers uh, mm-hmm. determines the uh, possibly the location of where the person is Most or where the they put it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the downside to, to Canadian North American numbers is every number begins with a one. So we don't know what's a landline, what's a mobile. So what we do is we, we go for an, an additional earlier process where we're actually able to ping the number and the response coming back tells us whether it's a landline or a mobile. So, oh, so, yeah, so that's I can interesting. Do that. So that's a really good tool. And uh, that's something I actually built myself out here um, for, specifically for the market because every number began with 001. So yeah. we were like going, well, we can't send messages to landlines. Uh, AA, they don't like it, the, the carriers, the Telluses and Rogers as well. But secondly, if we do it, you get a horrible message, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a robot yeah. um, sort of leaving a message for you. So, so we go through that cleansing exercise, then we can target the right people. We send the message out. But the most important thing is not just the message, it's the ability to cure Right. So everything becomes a vehicle to pay rather than just a, nu- a nudge. Is it just SMS and email or do you do voice as well? We can do voice. Um, we well, just find that this declining in, in, uh, in, uh, in the world. So basically you can do voice, but a lot of it goes to voicemails. And then people typically don't answer their voicemails. I don't know if you're the same. Um, yeah, my, my phone, I think, says today I have 11 voicemails and I might go in once a month and just clear them down. By that time, it's no good. Right. Um, a bit like um, how many times do you go to your letterbox? Well, my letterbox is at the end of the subdivision where I live, and I probably go down there once a week. Well, that's seven days. Mm-hmm. So the whole point was we, we are speeding up the process. So we're sending you uh, an SMS. You'll read it. So 90% of SMSs are read within three minutes, which is a stat that most right. people don't. Yeah. Your phone beeps and you look at it. Your phone beeps yeah. because, because we're FOMOs, right? We, we can't not do it. So, right. so we, it, it beeps, we look at it. It doesn't mean we cure it there and then. And actually, we see a lot of statistics that say, if you send a message in the morning, it's action in the evening. It's very, very strange. Really? But it's after when people have come in, settled down, done right. their day, and then, and then they, they end up looking at messages and doing That's things. when they, they download and listen to their podcast, too, Absolutely. actually. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, so we see that. But the, 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 the real key to what we're trying to do is, and um, where we differentiate ourselves, is that we don't just send a nudge. We send a payment vehicle. So we're actually sending someone, here's the message, but you can also cure. And you can cure three ways. You can call a number, which is 24 hours, seven days a week, and it's mm-hmm. not a person. Just, oh, so just, it's just, it's literally like enter your number, credit card number, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Just one of the And you do it system. once. And once you do it once, it stores your card. Your, okay. Next time you come in, we don't need to do it. Or we send you a little well, link. Hopefully you're not getting in debt again that you need to be contacted. Well, but, but you got to think of, um, uh, there are very much what I call the recidivist payer. Yeah, so absolutely. the person that forgets yeah, yeah. every month and gets the same bill. Yeah. Or, or the people on payment plans that mm-hmm. need nudges. Um, uh, the other one, you can get a web link. Or the last one, which is pay by SMS, which is very unique, is we just send a little message and it says, um, hi, Simon, if you'd like to pay using the same card you used before, reply the word yes. And that's it. Yes, and it. so it just accesses the data that you used before. So yeah. the, the pay by SMS only comes after you've done one yeah. payment before. Yeah. But so still, you, that's pretty, like, that's about as low friction as you're going to get. So five times more likely to pay if they have a registered card and they use that system. Oh, so, okay. so, and we work with a big uh, Vodafones, uh, people like that around in Europe, uh, and they all use that solution. So, so the good news is higher engagement, you're, you know, 
low, like no infrastructure, Yep, which is kind of a nice yep. treat, honestly. Yeah. Something I've actually been researching for another podcast is compliance and security. So how is it for compliance and security? And, and it varies from country to country. Right. Um, so yeah. um, the UK is probably one of the most stringent countries when it comes to, to regulation. Um, and so coming into Canada wasn't too much of a concern for us. And so we have a huge compliance team, but there was certainly a year that went into understanding the Canadian landscape. And so we're very close to the Canadian Wireless Telephone Association. Mm -hmm. I'm very close to Visa. So I'm a partner of Visa as well. And and, um, we had to make sure that everything we're doing is compliant. And in fact, probably I receive more calls on a daily basis just saying, am I doing this correctly? Oh, not Not I want to buy your product. But actually sometimes people will just say to me, I just want to make sure I'm doing this and, and this They're co- doing their own compliance check using you as a reference Absolutely. point. Absolutely. And, and, and we are talking, the top telcos, the top really? ba- the top banks are all saying, are we doing this correctly? And, and then there's a fine mm. line between compliant messaging, mm-hmm. which can be a little bit bland, and an effective personalized message. So I said, so actually, you've got to try and blend the two. So you can't describe too much to someone in case it's not the right person. Right. So if I send you a message, and I'm not quite sure because the, the portability of mobile numbers in particular in Canada is very high, right. um, I have to make sure that I can't disclose too much, but I have to disclose enough to make you interested Unders- enough to do something. And make you understand that we actually know, like we are who we say we are sort of thing. Exactly. Oh, that's an interesting problem. So, so there's that veracity right. issue that you sort of, okay. Um, how about training? Is there much training for, you know, if, if, you know, Met Credit's clearly yeah. interested. So how, how does it work for training? So training is um, almost non-existent because uh, the agents don't need to do anything. The only thing that ever happens from an agent point of view is if someone comes into our automated payment services and can't pay or fails for whatever reason. So sometimes they fail a payment or they fail the identification element, then we will pass it through to the agent. We'll say, hi, this is Simon on the line. Unfortunately, he couldn't make a payment today. His account number is 12345. When you're ready, press hash, and we just transfer the call straight through. Huh. So it's very simple. So all that happens for a, from, a, call, or from a, a collector's point of view is their phone rings, and they just have another call. It's just part of their system. It Absolutely. Oh, wow. And, and we try to minimize the amount of calls that go through to them, but what we want is we want the quality call. So we want people going through to them, and we say, um, if you're really struggling to pay, we would rather help you and put you on a sustainable payment plan. Hmm. Press hash and a, and a trained agent will walk you through that because there's certain things you can't do with technology very well. And one of them is, to, um, I, I think, a negotiation around affordability. What can I afford? It's very hard to do that because it's an emotional subject as well. And so you need a human being on the other end that understands your circumstances, your situation. Is it going to be short term? Is it long term? Right. So again, a lot of work I did in the UK, um, working in particular with, with some of the banks, was trying to understand how to capture as much affordability data as possible in advance, which someone can fill in. But then it became to that emotional conversation. It was, now I can help you and I want to help you. And then they loved the human beings because I think when you when you say to someone, if you fill this form in because we're going to help you, it's a lot easier than saying, fill it in because you must. Fill it in unless or else well, that doesn't really work. So go back to that Karen stick idea. This is this is about complete as much as you can, and now we're going to give you an option. Now we're going to give you a solution. Now we're going to help you. And I, and I love that. That's a, that's a great approach. Everybody pay up. That's all for this episode of Overdue Advice. Thanks to Simon Howard of Illion for joining us, and thank you for listening. MetCredit is on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at MetCredit. 
For more information about what MetCredit can do for your business in Canada, visit metcredit.com, and in the United States, visit metcreditusa.com. Visit the MetCredit blog by Brian Sommerfeld at blog.metcredit.com. It includes useful tools and calculators to see how much debt risk your business is carrying. We want to hear from you. Like, subscribe, or leave a review or share the content with a friend or business associate. Drop us a line at overdueadvice at metcredit.com. Overdue Advice is the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Brought to you by MetCredit. Thanks for listening. I'm Andrea Schwabi. You run a business, you're successful. You don't wait for things to happen. You make them happen. So why aren't you collecting what's owed to you? The longer you wait, the less chance you'll ever see a cent. <laughs> so call MetCredit. We're your local debt recovery team, serving businesses of all sizes since 1973. And don't worry, we play nice. We're here to uphold your reputation and relationships. And speaking of nice, if we don't collect, you don't pay. Zero risk. Get to know us for when you need us at metcredit.com.